Strip in Houston, Texas is a 388th edition of Houston Wrestling Radio. This is Abel. This is Chris. And thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, if you're watching us live, awesome. Uh, log into your YouTube account. That way you can chat along with us in the live chat. I'll see it here in the... Um, in the little comment section on my handy dandy smartphone, we already the have Able three thousand. Yes, we already have Porsche and JoJo. In Yo, there. what up, y'all? Thank I figured you. after the Texans loss, you'd need a you need an upper. Yeah, well, so you have to watch it. Yeah, and yeah. um, yeah, forty to zero. Holy crap! Yeah, the Deshaun <laughs> special. Woo! Um, if you're not watching this live, that's okay. You can still interact with us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Houston Wrestling Radio. And on the Twitter and the Google and the YouPorn and the Pinterest and the Reddit. OnlyFans. OnlyFans, yeah. yeah. That's where the Lojas come in handy. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. well, we're in October, so, no, so November, December, yeah. they're gonna, somebody's going to want this warmth. Yes, yes. <laughs> Fat Boy Fall's coming up. <laughs> Fat Boy Fall. Talk to me about AEW Grand Slam. Highs, lows, meh. Pick something. Full disclosure, we didn't even know we were recording today until yesterday. Yeah. So we have the note sheet was blank up until 30 minutes ago. So we're on a natural field trip. We're going to just go off of what we can remember. So tell um, them what you've seen and what you haven't seen. I, I'm all caught up on AEW except for Friday, uh, this past Friday. I haven't, I haven't watched Rampage, but for the last three weeks, I've made sure that I watch AEW. I am not caught up at all on WWE. I haven't watched shit for WWE the last three or four weeks. Um, that includes the pay-per-view. Didn't watch it. Just didn't watch it. Um, so, yeah, I am not caught up, caught up at all. Uh, NXT, I think the last time I watched NXT was two weeks ago. Uh, I believe. But you got a taste of the 2.0, huh? Yes, I, ha- I have a, a few nuggets of wisdom on we'll the get 2.0. There. But uh, when you're talking about Grand Slam, you mean the Author Ash stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, fuck it. My match of the week's pick, Kenny versus D-Bry. It was good. It was... Bry D. Holy shit, did I just do that? I did. <laughs> I... Everyone's been doing it. I mean, come on. I fucking dead named him. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Brian. Um, Brian Danielson. Yeah, Danielson. That's that's his name now. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's been his name. Yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, that was cool, man. Uh, it was a good match. I, I really enjoyed it. I think that was the best match out of all the stuff that I've seen. And um, I'm glad that they finally used the, um, the time limit draw there. Although I think there was two or three other instances where time limit draws could have been used by AEW in the recent past. I think this is another instance where you could have used one and they used it. Would I have liked to see them also do that for Darby and Punk? Yeah. But also Brian and Omega. Yeah, yeah. that needs it too. And they used it. So I understand not doing it for every single one that I want them to do it on because you, know, you can only do it so many times, right? So is it the right answer? Is it the wrong answer? I don't I don't know about that, but this is definitely a match that would have been worthy of this type of, of ending. And I uh, agree. I fully agree with the booking there. As a fan of AEW, thumbs up or thumbs down of having that slow 
methodical, stretched out wrestling on a program that's. Yeah. What do you think about that? I don't think it was too slow. Um, yeah, they had to like fill each other out at the beginning, but a lot of that was also the feels, you know, the, the, the crowd wasn't letting them, you know, just get to it. Yeah. Uh, cause the crowd was like just going crazy just at a fucking collar and elbow. Right. So yeah, you milk that. And they did. They weren't playing to the TV in an empty arena, right? Like we mm-hmm. had been seeing, you know, over the course of 2020, the beginning part of 2021. And yeah, I know that they've been wrestling in front of audiences for the last several months. But this time it felt like, oh, shit, we got to do crowd work. And they did do crowd work. And it actually came good across the telly. So I I wasn't like, oh, my God, it's slow and methodical. They built it up. And it's what I don't know. I liked it. So, no, I don't (laughs) I don't really know if I can remember a flaw in the match. Mm hmm. The only observation was that that well, there's one other thing that I'm gonna get to that I can't wait to get to. Um, but the observation of I'm I've seen two years worth of dynamite, yeah, and that felt like it was out of place a bit. Not necessarily yeah. in a negative way, but we tried having this conversation after all out where we're gonna come to that point in the road where what do AEW fans expect? Do they expect the indie style boom, 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 or the sports entertainment aspect of drawing things out, slower pace, a lot more, a lot uh, more methodical? I don't know if that. And you, you, you enjoy everything as long as it's good, right? But I also don't think I would have said that that was a sports entertainment match. I don't think it was. Um, I, I, I also, I agree, it wasn't. Completely indie rific, yeah. But it kind of was there. It had its moments, and it was timed right. It felt that's part of what it is because a lot of indie wrestling isn't timing. A lot of indie wrestling is just let's just cram ten pounds of shit into a five pound bag, and yeah, and it's always and it's always going. Yeah, and I think this was just good wrestling. And I mean, JoJo says it was a class in pro wrestling, and I'd say so too. Um, I don't think it was too slow or lacked the flash enough to say it was sports entertainment but i also don't think it was like you know flippy dippy fest either yeah. but it was it was right in kind of a sweet spot i don't i don't think it was oh that was a wwe style match it wasn't it definitely wasn't it felt more like an old school roh or a transitional new japan style match which was cool because that's what we wanted when we when we had uh, Kenny coming over yeah. uh, to you know we wanted do AEW. Yeah, we wanted the cleaner. You know, that's what we wanted out of Brian Danielson. You know, uh, that's we want to see the American Dragon, and that's what we got. We saw fucking cattle mutilation, and how long yeah. has it been? And like, oh fuck, I forgot he does that. Yeah. It's really cool, you know. Um, so it, it had its hard hitting and it's flashy moves i mean there was a couple of v triggers in there i was like ah and then danielson started doing his thing too with the the hard stiff strikes uh the you know the running the kick uh, in the chop kick. the kick in the yeah. chop, kick in the chop. Yeah. yeah so it, it wasn't it wasn't sports entertainment where it could sometimes be a little soft right it wasn't yeah. soft it was still strong style right and it wasn't slow it was paced you know that 
now that I think about it, the only nit that I have to pick as far as the presentation of that match, um, going back to my observation of watching two years worth of uh, AW Dynamite, is mm-hmm. that for the most part, when matches tend to drag, because 99% of all Dynamite matches go through a break. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> That's true. But even Excalibur will fill you in. It's like, oh, it's been eighteen. It's been fifteen minutes, and these guys are still killing each other. Yeah. You, you, you had to have been paying attention to the ring announcer or to the reaction from the crowd. Where oh, it's twenty. It's twenty minutes gone by, mm-hmm. or we've got two minutes to go, and somebody on commentary had to fill that in after the fact. It's like, oh, we're running down sixty minutes, and them just like hitting each other. Yeah, as the clock ran out, it was a bit anticlimactic. Um, I can understand if that's why the crowd was booing. If the crowd... It was the same same thing I mentioned with Darby and Cody. If the crowd was booing because they got a draw, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you do not chant... The, the business aspect of that is you do not chant for five more minutes. You pay money for the pay-per-view when they have the rematch. Right, right. That's how it works. Yeah. They fooled you with Cody and Darby. I would have wanted to see it. I think we mentioned this last time. You mean Punk and Darby? With Punk and, uh, with Punk and Darby. No, yeah. Cody and Darby had the time limit draw. Oh, they did. Yeah. They did. That's I right. wanted That's Punk right. and Darby to have it because Punk's yeah. been out of wrestling for seven years and Darby's like, he idles at 9,000 RPMs. Yeah. So I would have wanted that ha- to be the draw for Punk to be like, fuck, I was not ready for this. I need to step my game up. And maybe even later on call it back if he decides to turn heel to beat the one guy that he couldn't beat. Yeah, didn't necessarily beat Punk, but Punk doesn't have the satisfaction of beating him yeah. and bring that back around. Um, but this is another example of people complaining about the time of the draw. It's like, all right, then book it. What do you do if Brian Danielson wins? Right. You want you want another ex WWE guy mm-hmm. beating your your homegrown AW champ? Yeah. Okay. You want Omega to win? Then what? Brian Danielson. Yeah, your mother. Why? What? I, yeah. Yeah. You know. So what yeah. do you do? You know, you complain, but you don't bring up the option. You don't bring another another idea into it. You just want yeah. to complain for the sake of it. Yeah. And that's nah. Which and and they they did the right thing here for basically almost the same type of scenario with Punk and Darby. You know, it's. The only thing that was really different about it is that Punk called out Darby. Yeah. Brian called out Kenny. So that's that's the big difference there. But other than that, it's almost the same situation where it's like, oh, the, the big name free agent comes in and wants to take out one of your established stars. Yeah. The guy from the other place, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think this is what they should have done with Punk Darby. They didn't do it. We didn't get it. Okay, whatever. Uh, there's enough positive equity there that I can, you know, move past it. Yeah. But okay, if you do that shit again for a second time, and they didn't do that shit again for a second time, they actually went with what would have been the, the perfect best, solution yeah. for either or the best scenario. Yeah, the best scenario. So yeah, yeah it worked. Um, Porsche says the first sniff is free. <laughs> is that so? Um. Arnold mentioned this in the chat because a lot of people, <sighs> he also had a gripe with the finish. That it that it's the same as a DQ. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't. He just didn't like it. Do you think we should have in a in a in a promotion that boasts itself about realism and records and yeah. sport? Yeah. Do you want to see more time limit draws rather than shitty? 
gun club, bullet club DQ finishes. Yes, in, 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 and in, I, at least here in AEW, I, I think there there is a bit of a difference between a DQ and a a time limit draw because in a DQ, um, it's the heel had buddies and the buddies came in to help out uh, the heel and it resulted in a disqualification. Why? Because the heel couldn't get the job done on his own. So, um, you know, it implies that if it wasn't for the disqualification, we know the babyface would win. Yeah. Right? But in a time limit draw, it's, well, we don't really know who would have won anyway if we had given him an extra five minutes yeah. or if it hadn't been, you know, because it wasn't like a cheating thing where this guy needed to to cheat to to try to win or whatever. This is like they are both so evenly matched. doesn't matter who's the heel or who's the baby face. It, it, 20 minutes wasn't enough. 30 minutes wasn't enough. An hour wasn't enough. They They went that full time. And I don't know who the implied winner is. A DQ, the person that got disqualified, is the implied uh, loser, right? And the other guy's the implied winner. But sometimes it's, it doesn't work out that way because, oh, shenanigans. No, and I, time, time limit draw is not that. And I think it builds excitement. I mean, prime example is the AEW audience shitting on Gallows and Anderson whenever they come out during a Bullet Club match to interfere. You see them, you already know that there's going to be some kind of bullshit or that there's going to be a disqualification. It drains the excitement from the finish of the match. Yeah. Just because you're counting down 20, 15 minutes, 25 minutes, 28 minutes, that doesn't necessarily guarantee that there's going to be a 30-minute time limit draw. Yeah. You know, we've, there's plenty of G1 matches where matches end in 28 minutes, 29 and a half. Yeah. You squeaked by. I, you almost got me, but I yeah. did last yeah. fucking... You know what? But, but you're like... You, the anticipation keeps growing in a 27th minute, 28th minute. Oh, shit. Here we go. We're counting down. You know, and it's it, it just... I honestly would want to, especially in AW, I would want to see a lot more um, time limit draws. Yeah, you know, because there's there are a lot of opportunities where you don't want to blow through stuff that quick, and it feels like if you would have gone either way with a fit with a with an unanimous winner, it would have taken away a lot of momentum from what you would see next. Yeah, you know, especially because it's one thing if you're going to give it away for free on TV instead of build building for a pay per view, but this was their biggest audience that they've ever had you know <laughs> right it's kind of a big fucking deal this yeah. is your one chance to get audience and that's another positive that AEW is doing right now you, you turn on dynamite brian danielson first person you see or you turn on rampage the first person you see cm punk yeah and then it goes to the commentary table but and then adam cole and then jungle boy it's like oh yeah. shit like this that hooks in your mouth within the first 30 seconds once yeah. the pyro goes off and you hear somebody's music shit's about to go down yeah, and, you, and that and you, I tuned into the right show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of good shit in, in these last two weeks of wrestling. Uh, Adam Cole, baby, and Jungle Boy put on a nice little match. They did. Um, Devil is due. There was a lot of shitty finishes on fucking. Uh, what was this last pay per view? Extreme Rules. Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch was a fucking banger. Yeah, I hated the ending. What happened? Sasha came back. She caused okay. a DQ. <laughs> DQ, uh, sound yeah, familiar? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, they, she beat up Bianca Belair. And then Becky's like, oh, so it's cool beans between you and me. Nah, Sasha beat the shit out of her too. Mm. So, um, again, devil is due. We're getting a triple threat women's title match in Saudi. Oh, okay. It's a big fucking... Remember, this yeah, Saudi. It's a, deal. It's a big, big deal. fucking deal. <laughs> you know, I honestly... 
as much as I'm digging Roman and Lesnar right now, you want to strike the iron while it's hot as far as the movement, that match ends that pay-per-view. Oh, oh. oh man. Oh, man. That's... You want to ruffle some feathers? You want to make sure your plane don't leave for the next five days? But you know, but you make the statement that we that in a place that is that twenty thirty movement that that um, that the the young prince Salman yeah. is doing. Yeah. Hey, we're 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 elevating women's rights. We're being equal here in Saudi Arabia. What better way to show that off with three of the best women WWE's got on their on their on their ticket? Closing it out. Porsche full track outfits for the ladies. Yes. And, then, and oh, so Sasha wrestled Bianca on Friday, and she was wearing like half lingerie from the waist down. I was like, "There's no way she's gonna get away with that in Saudi." <laughs> All the now, princes are gonna be throwing money. <laughs> I want her. I want her. Now you're saying, "Oh, that'd be great." Ruffle some feathers, blah blah blah. You know who's not ruffling any feathers? Fucking Vince. That's not gonna happen in Saudi because yeah. Vince wants that, that last trip was an eye opener. When and they could leave. and he, he wants that continual Saudi money, so he's gonna kiss the ass of the prince as much as he can. So doing something that controversial in, in Saudi Arabia, they're not gonna do that shit. Yeah. They're not gonna do that shit. I mean, you had a chance of doing that if this was somewhere here in the states, yeah. right? Um, even then, that'd be like, oh shit, triple threat women's matches ending. You know, big pay per view. It's a big deal. I mean, when they, the girls did it at fucking WrestleMania, it was like, oh my god, ESPN had to cover the fact that there was a, a women's well, both match. Years. Yeah. Both years. The triple threat yeah. with Ronda and then this year with uh, Bianca and well, Sasha. And what I'm saying is that it's year. still fucking newsworthy, yeah. right? So it's not even normalized yet here in the States. Yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're definitely not going to do that in Saudi. So so put, yeah. put your excitement away. <laughs> put it away. My match of the week pick is Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson. The American Dragon. Hi. Does that top the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros in what could be this best steel cage match in all of the wrestlings? <laughs> One, One, two, three. Expecting that, I thought the you first were... thing, the first thing that popped into my head is Abel's gonna say, "What was that for? Nothing." <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't. That thought didn't enter my mind, but now that you mention it, yeah, what was it for? It's for nothing. It's for nothing. Nothing in front of nobody. It was a draw. It was. A... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, yeah. It, no, I, it was a good like AEW stamp of it's arrived in New York. Yeah, you know the saying: if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. AEW yeah. went like, we're coming back, and I, it's yeah, they're here to stay. I That's, just, they, I just think the 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 match between the Bucks and um and Lucha Brothers was just more thrilling. Yeah, it was more indie rific, and you know what? Sometimes indie rific is okay. Sometimes Arnold's it's nice. first. Stance would probably say this felt like a New Japan match that it started off so slow. It did. It <laughs> and did. That's not, it, and that's it did not start a complaint. Off. But if you watch enough of the G One, you're going to get the same match almost every fucking time. And it's, it's, it did start off slow, but again, I was okay with it. Yeah. My honestly, I don't really have a nit to pick other than you asked me which is better between these two, and it's just going to come down to gut feeling for me. Yeah. Gut feeling. I liked and I thought that the the tag steel cage match was just prettier. 
Uh, not saying on this an already pretty. stacked card. Yeah, on their biggest show of the year. Yeah, not saying this match isn't pretty. Yeah. but it's like you're trying to get me to choose between a chocolate sprinkles cupcake and like a, a fucking strawberry Neapolitan like wedding cake. Like they're both yeah. fucking awesome, but which one will I go with? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just fucking take me to the candy shop. I'll eat either one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Wrestling is always for something. That's, this is Porsche. The whole point of wrestling storyline-wise is that they're going to get paid a winner's purse, whoever wins. If it's for a draw, that means they have to share the purse. Yeah. Thanks, I re- Booker. I remember those countless <laughs> promos from The Fiend talking about purses. <laughs> Money. <laughs> and titles. And losses. And employment. <laughs> <laughs> But that's few and far between. Well, that, I, 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 I get yeah, what I get. What I get what you're saying too. But shit, yeah, that's that's, that's that's Booker talking. That's not Porsche talking. That's Booker talking. The triple threat for the women <laughs> at Saudi is not the only women's match. Oh, really? Starting this coming week, uh-huh. they're bringing back mm-hmm. the King of the Ring. Are they now? And they're introducing uh-huh. the Queen of the Ring, the Queen's Crown, oh. which is the equivalent. But for the women. Why are they calling it Queen's Crown and not Queen of the Wing? Oh, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I just answered my own question. It's the Queen of the Wing. Queen, Queen, Queen of the Ring. Say that five times fast. Queen of the Ring, Queen of the Wing, Queen of the Wing, Queen of the Wing. <laughs> the main event, the finals of both of those <laughs> tournaments are also going to be in Saudi. So the Queen's so Crown. Two, ma- two high-profile women's matches okay. are going to be in Saudi okay. on a Thursday. Yeah. So they're, they're doing King and Queen's Crown? They're, they are doing both? Please tell me Xavier Woods is in the King of the Ring tournament. The names haven't been announced officially. But oh God. since you like to pre-jack around here, HWR, pick me, give me a, your suggestion for a winner for both tournaments. Who could use that kind of boost? Okay, well, I'll start with uh, the king and just go Xavier. It, it needs to be Xavier. You gave Kofi his title push. You got Big E being the champ. Uh, give Kofi something. And Kofi has been wanting... Or Kofi. Xavier's been wanting this. Xavier's been talking about it forever. And, like, that's all he's ever wanted to do. Just be king of the ring and that's it. Like, you can satisfy him and his fan base just by giving him the king of the ring. Calling it a day. You don't have to worry about making all three members of the New Day fucking world champions. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. It would be nice. It would be nice. But, like, you don't have to. Like, if you don't have plan higher, uh, uh, higher up plans. Vince, if you don't have higher up plans for Xavier, at least give him this. At least. The only rebuttal that I can make, both as talent and as King the character Xavier. I see on the ring, is that... His personality is suited to be a jester. Xavier? If the New Day together, they got drafted to SmackDown. Kofi's your king and Xavier's your jester. (laughs) That's all Xavier's ever been. And to me, as much as I like Consequences Creed, that's all he's ever going to be. This ain't fucking the shield where everyone gets a run because everyone was in the cool group. No, I don't think I don't I don't see it with Xavier. But do you I think really King of the Ring is that big of a run? Give That's the thing. I don't think it's that big of a run. This is this is a notch below Intercontinental title as far as I'm concerned. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure. And even then, 
He hasn't even held a singles title. <laughs> That's what I'm time. saying. Just, just throw him the bone. It would be easy for me to say to solidify King Nakamura with the, the with the winner of the tournament. Okay, it's easy to or, say that. So yeah, Sheamus or Cesaro, your your the usual suspects when it comes to mid carders with oh. potential that haven't like made it all the way up. The that purgatory that fucking Ziggler was in for years, and now he's out of the purgatory, and instead of going up, he went down. Right. So yeah, you, you can. You can come up with your regular murderer's row, yeah. the lineup of who you want to say. I, I don't think Xavier's in that. And if you want to put Xavier up there, give him this. If I'm thinking as Vince McMahon, pal, oh, you're big. You're beefy. You gotcha. You can move around. You just need a gimmick that I like because I don't speak German or I don't speak Austrian. I don't know what Ringkampf is. King Volta. Ah. I mean, I guess. Sure, why not? I don't know. If Walter's big ass gets drafted in this draft in the second half, is Walter really that agile? I mean, he's got a good chop, but I don't know. I think Walter's overrated. (laughs) Execution by chop. (laughs) I don't know. I think Walter's overrated, man. I don't know. For the ladies. Man, I really don't know. You know what? I said that I haven't watched any WWE at all, and I I, I lied. I take that back. Because uh, Porsche will sometimes watch it, like maybe in her own room or whatever. And um, I did catch a glimpse of um, Liv versus Carmella, where Carmella like was working this like don't mess up my face gimmick, and she and put she on put a Luchador mask, slip dot mask. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, I love it. I absolutely love this kind of old schoolish storyline. It kind of felt a little bit like Shawn Michaels and Rick Martel, like not the face, yeah. right? So she's like putting on this mask to wrestle in. You she's bitch! Like, then she's gonna kick your ass, yeah. you know. But like, like Vega from Street Fighter, you know, Vega yeah. was supposed to be this pretty boy, but he he will kill. You. He's like a mini boss in yeah. the fucking in fucking Street Fighter. He will kill you with the claws, but. After he takes off the mask, he's a ladies' man. You know, like after she takes off the mask, she's the most beautiful woman in all of WWE. Like I, I like the character. So you know what? Fuck it, give it to her. To Carmella, you say to Carmella. Uh huh. I'm just gonna take a couple seconds to bask in the unknown oh, okay. of how we got there. Okay. But I am so happy that Liv is so. Fucking over right now with what is seemingly not a storyline. Which is seemingly nothing. It's just her putting in work and people are seeing it. Yeah. And I'm not sure if. Because you got to understand with Vince McMahon, you're going to be running that king and queen gimmick. So. Ah, that's the other thing too. Yeah. yeah. So King Nakamura with the fucking King Starscream, you know, all that stuff. I can see it. You know, oh, you're agile, you're big and beefy, now you're a bear cat. Maybe Keith Lee, but they're going to run with it. With the girls, if they're going to do that same shtick with, like, the crown and being all pretty, I could see why you would want somebody as um, as, vain. as materialistic and yeah. vain as Carmella to win it. I would like Liv to get the rub, but I don't want her to get saddled with whatever the fuck Kevin Dunn 
<laughs> and Bruce Pritchard have in mind for the winner of the Women's Queen's Crown Tournament, you know? And that's kind of why I don't want it on, on Liv. I don't want it on Rhea. I don't want it on uh, uh, Nikki. Um, because it, it, it's always not... Maybe back in the day, it was the equivalent of, oh, fuck, you're, you're like world champ if you win the King of the Ring or Queen of the Ring now. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it was up there. But to be honest, I, I stand by my statement saying it's a notch below your mid-card title. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be some something that's going to be good for somebody that's a mid-carder uh, within the division. So a mid-card woman's thing would work. Now, I would be upset, but I wouldn't put it past them giving it to Charlotte. Because it's obvious. Yeah. Right? And I wouldn't mind it either, especially if she's... No, I she, mind it. If, even if it's double duty, if she's if she's doing this, because there's two champs right now on SmackDown, yeah. and she is not inserted in this feud with Becky, Bianca, and and uh, uh, Sasha. So she could be in this tournament, and it would be fitting, because this is her tournament, you know? Because it gives her something to do while the other, yeah. other girls especially, fight for the championship. Especially if they want to go out of the box, and again, not to say this in a negative way, if you have a lot of vain, materialistic women in professional wrestling, you can actually defend that. Instead of a title, you're defending the crown. Yeah. So you could give that to Charlotte as something to do. Um, but I, I think it's going to be too on the nose to give it to Charlotte because she already has a queen gimmick. But then, but do you want her in the then, title picture? But then, right off the bat, listen to what I'm saying. But then, who, like, let's say you do give it to fucking. I don't know, Zelina or just anybody else. You give it to anybody else, anybody else other than Charlotte. Automatically, you're going to have a feud with Charlotte. Charlotte's saying, I'm the real queen. And it's like, oh, that that storyline already just feels insufferable. Like, I, I just don't want that storyline going on where the queen of the ring actually gets the fucking crown. And then by default, because she calls herself the queen, she, she's from the queen city. Now you got to fight Charlotte. It's like, ah, no, please. No. Can I make it a no. little less insufferable? My dark, I, you my could try my dark horse pick because okay. we still got the draft going on. Okay, and it would be pretty fitting and pretty interesting if we go that route. Okay, Frankie Monet, her husband's on SmackDown. If she, did she if just she, get drafted to uh, the drafts continuing on Monday, and they have, okay. they have drafted NXT people in the draft. Are these tournaments open to NXTs, or is it just not necessarily? Smackdown? But okay. if they if you get drafted on this on if, to to the brand, I'm pretty sure they can find a, a spot to get you in. And Frankie Monet with the little dog, and she's got a little click already, and she's got the little pomp and circumstance entrance, a nice little camera view, the different camera shot for her entrance. Well, again, they could always change that shit as soon as they get to the main roster. Yeah. But... She's going to be Frankie. But Frank... <laughs> Yo, Frankie! <laughs> hey, what do you want? I'm walking in. <laughs> oh, Frankie. <laughs> Frankie could work. But it, it, it wouldn't... I would ju- it would just be a very deafening eye roll. If it was Charlotte winning. Yeah. Like, I get it. I guess. But, ugh. <laughs> yeah. And the finals for both of those are, are probably going to end up in Saudi anyway. So that's your two two high-profile women's matches in a country that you can't really see most women. Um, first impressions. The 2.0 of NXT. Give me some thumbs up first. What are you liking? That new LED board that says NXT back behind them, yeah. where they're putting on uh, the different like 
uh, putting entrances. on yeah the entrances and videos and stuff back logos there logos and stuff I fucking love it it's mm. great love it and this is gonna be a little controversial I actually like the color the color scheme I really do I like it I mean yeah it's not the yellow and black anymore but every so often you need to like redo your fucking colors or whatever and I don't mind the color scheme I don't mind it I don't mind the color scheme either in the aspect of optics which what you like to say optics the word of the day was on my toilet paper NXT felt very exclusive. You couldn't be a casual wrestling fan of WWE, Raw, or SmackDown, or Total Divas or Total Bellas and get NXT. Because NXT was 3D chess. It was black. Black and gold. Yeah. You know? Yellow. Yellow. (laughs) But it's all-inclusive now. All new people, all yeah. new genres, open open countries, openly gay. We have all this stuff going around. It's for everyone. The arena's lit so everyone can see all the empty seats. It's <laughs> completely, like, it's open to anyone. Literally, we got more seats. Come on in, please. I, I like that aspect that it's, it's a lot more presentable for somebody that wants to watch wrestling and get to know a bunch of new guys and girls. Mm-hmm. A lot of new guys and new girls. <laughs> That's like eighty percent now. Are you are you like over congested, or is it too many at once, or do you like the fact that you just woke up one day and it's a damn near brand new NXT? So if it had just been a color scheme change, but it was still NXT that we've loved. Right, because I don't think there was anything wrong with NXT. I think this is one of those click cases of it ain't fixed. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And they're fixing something that they thought was broke, but it's not broke at all. Um, oh, they lost the Wednesday Night Wars. Yeah, but that's still the second best product on American TV. <laughs> the- it's a beautiful convertible, but the point I wanted was I needed a truck to move all this stuff. And I don't have a truck to move all this stuff. I have an awesome convertible, yeah. but I needed this new truck to move stuff. And that's what the original NXT, the NXT that we got from Triple H was. It wasn't developmental. It was competition to Ring of Honor, to Impact, to Lucha Underground. And then eventually, the knockout blow from the AEW. Which, <laughs> it's- which they beat all of them. Except for AEW when you look at the ratings, and that's it. And I know, ratings are fucking king, but at the same time, I don't think you needed a complete roster look and everything overhaul. And ratings ratings shouldn't be the only caveat. Xbox One sells more Xboxes than PlayStation does sells PlayStation 5s. They're both selling. They're both making money. Doesn't matter if one should it matter that much if one's making more than the other as yeah, long as they're should. both successful. The NXT yeah. was selling out takeovers. They're selling out takeovers more than they were selling out WWE pay per views. They're fucking selling merchandise. Their, their merch was selling out. Yeah, and they're they're fucking they're they were getting ratings still. You know, it yeah. wasn't a disappointment. Yeah, but because they felt Vince felt that they were lesser than someone else, they decided to go to the idea that Vince McMahon always had, which is true developmental. It doesn't matter that you got a half a dozen guys that wrestled in the indie circuits for a long time, showed up to WWE, and became great. Seth Rollins, Shinsuke Nakamura, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Who else has won titles there? Dean Ambrose, you know? Yeah. Um, Samoa Joe. No, it doesn't matter. They, 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 they had the perception that they lost, and they completely went back to what I think Vince McMahon should have done 
which I would have understood completely, but it would have been more salt in the wound. Just change it back to FCW. Yeah, I guess. We'll see. Okay. Because NXT, it feels like we're in the 90s and adding the word extreme to a show because it's different. Oh, it's NXT. It's NXT 2.0. Yeah, it's NXT 2.0. Hey, did you hear that promo about that wrestler talking about NXT 2.0? It's so fucking desperate. Yeah. It seems desperate. If it's legit developmental, the one-two punch, change it to FCW, take it off of USA. Put and it back on the network. You know what? I don't think that you necessarily have to change anything to to put more of a focus on to developmental there. Because, um, yeah, while you had guys like Roddy and Adam Cole and Ciampa, you still kept Ciampa. You still kept Roddy. You got rid of uh, Cole and you got rid of uh, Fish. Technically, okay, cool. you still had Joe. And, yeah, you yeah. still got Joe. So it's like, oh, we're getting rid of all the old guys so that we can get the, all this new talent. Well, you're not getting rid of all the old guys, so you're being a hypocrite. Well, so you need you're, some you're of not. the old guys so, because if the new guys wrestle the new guys all the time, somebody's going to get fucked up. I know. But somebody's got to teach see, them how to leave. My, my, my point, my point <laughs> is that they got rid of enough that they didn't need to do a complete overhaul and force it. They could have just said, hey, look, behind the scenes, we're going to – kind of focus a little bit more on developing some people so the the guys that are like journeymen from the indie scene you're still going to be there you're still going to be welcome we're still going to focus you and if you get over great you're over you're still going to have the same opportunities that this you know 18 year old kid who's treating this as college is right um but let it happen organically because i think that you didn't need to do this big fucking change to change the fact that it's developmental because you know what? How many times have we sat here and had the discussion? Is NXT a third brand or is it developmental? We're like, ah, yeah. it's a third brand. Oh, and then they turned the corner and know. joined Survivor uh, Series yeah. and spanked them. And after and, that one instance yeah. in the alternate timeline, NXT was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and now even, no one's titles reigns are acknowledged on the main roster. Even then, even then, it was still, still developmental. Even then, it was like, well, they're still bringing in new people, trickling them in one by one, and then they get called up to the main roster. So it was never truly a third brand. Yeah. So what's the point of, like, gutting it and throwing newer new people in there, which I'm not hating in, on, on any of the new class. Which Please we're about to me, get to in a minute. Please don't get me wrong. Because we're going to break down some of the new class. Yeah, but what would happen and this happened probably more more with the women than it did with the guys in NXT what would happen when two or three of the main girls get called up and we're like oh man the the NXT women's division is fucking ruined it's not gonna be the same anymore I'm getting mess <laughs> and what happens new they girls get, they get over yeah. and they work I, I never thought Raquel would have been as badass as she was and she was badass I would have never thought Dakota would have been as over. A Shotzi? I was like, this is, she's weird. Oh, my God. I fucking love Shotzi. Go back even further. Whenever Sasha and, and uh, uh, the four horsewomen left, like, oh, shit, the four horsewomen are gone. Then you got Alexa coming up, and then you got Asuka coming up, and then you got, you know, Baszler. yeah, Baszler, like, the the the, mm-hmm. the next wave. There was always another then wave. Then Ember. Then EO. Yes. But it was always, it, it always came in, like, twos. Yeah. It didn't come in a whole fucking roster load, yeah. right? And they were in line. They, they, essentially, they weren't yeah. skipping the line and going ahead where all of a sudden, here's a new guy two weeks, and now he's challenging for the World Heavyweight Championship or NXT yeah. Championship, whatever you want to call it. So it's like, okay, you, you had the formula. All you need to do was tweak it, not 
throw the whole fucking cake out and start over again with a completely different recipe. Yeah. Right? And that's what they're doing here. So if they had done what I'm suggesting to do and just changed the fucking colors, I'd be like, okay, great. And ditch the 2.0. Ditch the 2.0 and ditch the fact that you're purposefully saying, ah, oh, well, we lost and since we lost, we're going to take Triple H out of here. Who was successful? Going to get Triple H out of here and just redo all this shit in, in my image, in Vince's image, with a bunch of stupid, fucking, dumb gimmicks. Because there's a lot of stupid fucking gimmicks. So give me some you do, that you do like. I did. New guys. New oh, people oh, that new, you like. New guy we're breaking, we're breaking down like. the okay. new class of okay. Saved by the Bell. New guy that I like. I like Baby Steiner. Oh, God. That's the... That's the <laughs> That's oh God. I like I like I like his wrestling I like his look I just don't like the the Braun name is Breaker so dumb it's un I get it now Braun Breaker Scott owns the copyright to the Steiner name so you can't name the kid Steiner other oh God where are you going oh shit where are you going oh he's going to pick up the <laughs> snacks <laughs> gone gold fishing yeah every i like everything about braun breaker except the name braun breaker mm-hmm. that's it the guy's got main event man i'm gonna get so much flack when i say this he's the john cena of this generation and we're right in the cut what we, we're already like we're like three weeks after cena slapped angle this is where we're at with braun breaker you need some gold for sure <laughs> I am loving me some Braun Breaker. He fits right in. Um, tribute to his dad with the singlet. Um, shout out on commentary. Vic's like, this kid's got a dog face gremlin look to him. You know, like they're dropping little shit even to go get around the fact, you know. But And I'm not trying to turn everything into a negative here. But the point of business, Scott Steiner trademarked the last name to make some money. If Rex was in, in AEW, he'd be Rex Steiner. But since Vince wants full ownership of the name that he can trademark so that he can get all the royalties from it, he's going to give him the most asinine bullshit name that he has. Hopefully, in typical Vince McMahon fashion, he gets changed to something better when he goes to the main roster. <laughs> no, he's just going to be Braun. Oh, Which... Didn't we have one of those already? I know! That's the... that Okay. Breaker is stupid. Don't get me wrong. But I think the part that I have the biggest beef with is Braun. Because you just had a Braun. And Braun's, Strowman's name being Braun was dumb. Oh, he's a big guy, so we're going to call him Braun. Like, you really telling me that when he was a little baby, his mama named him Braun? No, his mama didn't name him Braun. Like, nobody had that foresight to name this kid Braun. Uh, And now you have another jacked up guy and you're going to name him Braun. Now I understand it's spelled a different way, right? Mm-hmm. It's a B-R- B-R-O-N. Yeah, yeah. And it's supposed to be short for his real name with Bronson or something like that, right? Or is that it? No, because his real name is Rex. Uh, like, the, I, last, the, the, the actual last name is um, Rake Rake Steiner. Rake So that's how they came up with the I don't know, but like it's just, dude, if you're going to have to I understand the fucking legalities about, oh, you can't use this name versus that name, and I get it. You want to 
trademark somebody else's name, whatever. We could argue that back and forth mm-hmm. as whether or not that's ethical or not when it comes to an independent contractor. We, yeah. we could argue that. But I'm willing to set that aside because this is an argument that's been going on in wrestling ever since Vince has been doing this practice, right? So if we lay that to bed and we accept that that is what it is, it is what it is. Okay, great. You're going to need to come up with a better name for, for, for a guy other than their trademark name that they should be. Okay, great. Come up with something better than Braun Breaker. Let's stay on the up. Someone else that you like from the new class of Saved by the Bell. I don't know if he actually counts as being part of the new class um, because he was in the um, in the up-and-comers tournament. Ooh, if you're saying who I think you're saying, I'm right there with you. Go for it. The Australian dude, Duke Hudson. Oh, Duke Hudson. I mentioned it from jump that first week in that first round. That's got Vince McMahon's tongue all over it. Brunson the- is his middle name. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. For, for, yeah. Rep Breaker. Rep Breaker? For Break. Rex Steiner. Yeah. Yeah. Bronson. Sorry. Uh, Duke Hudson yeah, Duke is Hudson. a guy that Vince, that Vince is going to salivate over when he gets put up to the main roster. I like his swag. Thank you. That's what I like about him. He just has this swagger about him that I just really, really dig. I don't know if I like him in ring quite yet because I don't feel like I've gotten enough yeah. to really sink my teeth into it. Like he did all right in the tournament. But, I mean, I don't know. The jury's out on, on that part of it. Is he really that good of a wrestler? But and he can my, talk on the mic. He's been on commentary and he's got... He can talk. He's got some, he's and got he, some he's, got, he's got a good presentation, yeah. you know? So I, I really like him. I'm going to follow your lead. This guy was also in the breakout tournament. He lost. But they paired him up with another kid. All right. And they're like this like redneck APA now. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm like I'm like falling in very like with both this, these kids. I forget what their name Jensen and something. He they had a promo last week. He's like, hey man, um, he's like, remember what I told you this morning? The first person that tries to get in my face and pisses me off, I'm gonna punch him in the mouth. Guess what? It's that guy. Bang! While every all, everyone else is talking shit, they was right. So concise to the point. Yeah. Had his little flair to it, and they went at it. And it, I, dude. Th- I'm liking that a lot. I'm liking both of those kids. They the the backstory or the origin story is that they show both of them. They have like security camera footage of them at a bar, and for whatever reason, there's a um, miscommunication and they start fighting each other at the bar. And then once they're done fighting each other, they go back to the bar and have drinks together. Bull Buchanan's son. That's what Porsche says. Yeah, Bull Buchanan. And that's the and that's the other part. I'm gonna save till we get to the negative. Okay, because we've been. Yeah, I want to go back and forth. I'm liking the kids, and then they go back to the bar and they're drinking together, and then they become pals, and all of a sudden we got the, the tag team. Yeah, Jensen and whatever. Yeah. I'm liking those two kids a lot. What about Odyssey? Do you count Odyssey as part of? Well, I mean, if we're gonna count Duke, well, Duke Hudson, you should count I'm, Odyssey. I I count him, but I wasn't my first choice because I because really like because I've already been liking him. Okay, I I personally already like him to the point that I already I'm already past it. He's already established to me he's not 2.0 he's 1.5 yeah okay yeah (laughs) he's he was behind the last update okay yeah Um, yeah because in that case fuck dude carmelo is uh carmelo and trick are really coming around as a group i don't think i could take this dude seriously with him calling himself trick and like you know ain't about it about it i don't think i could take it seriously trick i'm like (laughs) Somebody, uh, Porsche, in the Google machine, 
Find out if that dude Trick is, has any relation to Master P. Because Master P is a huge wrestling fan. He still is to this day. I think he runs a promotion somewhere. And, you know, you've got kids. You know, and, and when he does the body body, that's the first thing I go to. Fuck it. I'm going to just say it out loud. Why? Why are they... Trademark, I'm answering my own question. But why don't you take advantage of your third, second and third generation kids? There's at least three second generation wrestlers. Braun Breaker, the, um, the one that Bobby we did, Cannon, guys, Cannon's yeah. kid. And um, Cal Bloom has a kid. Um, his, uh, Vaughn, Matt Bloom's son. No? It's not Matt Bloom. It's Cal Bloom. Oh. His, uh, it's, so it's, Matt Vaughn, was it's his, Vaughn Wagner. Matt was his... Uncle, something like that. Okay, but that's another third and second generation kid, and they're and they're just fucking like naming them the random generator five thousand Vaughn, like Wagner. they did with fucking McGillicuddy. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Uh, I mean, to be honest, well, to be fair, they did do the same thing with Bray, and they did do the same thing with Bo, Bo Dallas. So, yeah. and they worked out for them. I'm well, one more than the other, but still, I'm digging Kamea. Who's Kamea? Uh, the chick from Robert Stonebrand. Okay. There's a chick. Uh, her, I forget what the first name is, but her last name's Kamea. And the only reason I know her is from Kamehameha. Oh, God. <laughs> but that could get over. She, I'm liking her. Um, holy crap. Adding, adding Mandy Rose to her own little absolution group. Yeah, that was really cool. I, I did I'm like that. I'm digging the Mandy stuff. with the um, Priscilla Kelly. Is it Priscilla Kelly? I don't know. Darby Allen's girlfriend, and then the other... I forgot who the other chick is. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of potential there. Um, right now, NXT 2.0 is reminding me a little bit of, like, music. There's normally... There, there's a, Every once in a while, there's, like, a Tuesday back in the day when, we, when new music came out on Tuesday. Now, new music comes out on Friday. Where it's, like... Six of your favorite bands release a brand new CD on the same fucking day. Yeah. And you yeah. can't memorize the lyrics or you can't get used to all the songs because I can't play this song anymore, this CD, because I got the other one and I got the other one. A couple weeks ago, I had Spirit Box. I had Turnstile. I had the new Thrice album, the new Daughtry album, new Candlebox album, all five in the same fucking weekend. Damn. And I can't, I still haven't even got through Candlebox yet because I'm backlogged with all this stuff. So it's hard for me to keep my attention on NXT 2.0 because there's so many new faces hitting you at once. You know, it's like your, your first day at a brand new job. It's easy yeah. for the people that work there to memorize one new guy. Yeah. But you got to memorize 40 people's names. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. That's NXT 2.0 right now. Yeah. There's, pro- there's probably a handful of more people in, in, the, in the new class that I like and I just, I can't pick out their names because there's so fucking many. <laughs> so Porsche did do a little bit of Googling for you at your request. She says this. Trick is formerly Matrick Belton, a former college football slash NFL player who worked at Indies before WWE signed him with the February WWE Performance Center class. Uh, Trick appeared on SmackDown earlier this year as one of Apollo Crews' elite Nigerian guards. And no, he's not (laughs) Not related. related. You're just racist. Oh, come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) Hit Row got called up. That's where I was about to say something racist. (laughs) Because for once, somebody, it can't be Vince, somebody is telling Vince McMahon, hey, you know, um, 
SmackDown's still on Fox. Everybody gets Fox. There's still a shit ton of people in 2021 of color that can't afford or don't have cable. So you need to top load Fox with some with some people of color so that we can get a lot more viewers. And they've added Kofi, they've added Xavier, um, and they've added Hit Row. All four of them to SmackDown. And I think that's a good call. I'm, I'm curious to... Out of everybody, I'm curious to see how good BFAB does. Because everybody okay. else... It's, it's easy for the guys to get... to. To get a, to catch it, but it's I'm easy curious. for the guys to half-ass the wrestling yeah. and still be over. Yeah, yeah. But Bfab, I'm, 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 I can't admit I got a crush on her. I'm liking her. She could, she could flow. She could go. I mean, she'd be yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bfab is bad. Yeah. Um, I'm still giving NXT a chance. Yeah. Um, there's there's enough equity that enough equity and new investments that. I will give it a shot to see where they take it. I'm curious to see how that how they go from here on because I'm assuming we're, we're assuming we're supposed to get war games in October, in November, and then only Larkin got beat in like three minutes by some new kid, <laughs> you know. And people are dropping like flies, and then now the draft people are going to get drafted up. Yeah, you know. So Austin Theory got moved back up to Raw. Really? Yeah. Hit Row okay. got, Hit Row went to SmackDown. I think there were some supplementary picks after SmackDown. You know, I see that's the other thing. I'm sorry to interrupt. But like, so this whole thing about them, you know, repackaging, but then you keep you keep Gargano. What do you do with the rest of the the way, right? Like to me, the stuff with Gargano, the stuff with Champa, the stuff with the, uh, you know, uh, uh Diamond Mine it it almost seems hypocritical that you're keeping these folks and you're not moving them around if you're going to do a complete rehaul. But they've done a complete rehaul, but they're not rehauling that. So it's, I don't know, maybe it's the fucking ADD in me or something like that. We're like, well, if you're going to completely do it, then completely do it. Because, you know, you're, you're completely redoing the brand and you've done 75%. That other 25, while I love that other 25 and I don't want you to kill it off, since you killed off the rest of it, bitch, you may as well kill it off. You know? Like, why Why keep the way? Why keep Gargano? Why keep uh, 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 Ciampa? Why keep, um, you know, uh, Roddy? The I don't only, even like Roddy. The only, defense I can, <laughs> the only defense I can give to that is if WWE is legit treating NXT like the minor leagues, you don't ever hear about minor league stacks when they move up to the main to the to NFL, yeah, major league baseball right. stuff like that. So, and besides, I think this might not be a popular opinion. The whole house family stuff between Gargano and Candice LeRae and Index and Theory yeah. works so well. You got three weeks of storytelling before Austin Theory is gone. You can literally turn fucking. Lorraine and Gargano into the foster house and then just invite new people to the family, you know, and then when they're ready to go, you just let them go on their own merry way. Yeah. You know? Leave Gargano and Choppa as like the the bosses of NXT. Yeah. I mean, I guess, but that does that mean we'll never see Gargano and Ciampa up in the main roster? Can we be that upset at it if they don't want to go? No. I, to- I totally understand that. Yeah. 
But it's, it's, I tell it's, you, it's, I tell it's, you, it's, man. It's the difference between seeing that opinion on WWE television and reading that opinion on a dirt sheet. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. okay, we're talking a lot about um, NXT just kind of getting bombarded and getting redone and people moving up and out of NXT. And there's kind of this underlying tone of there's a lot of shit going wrong with WWE as a whole. And AEW's been doing really well. And... A lot of what AEW has been doing is they've been taking these people that have been released that they're purging out of NXT and purging out of the main roster. And that's given AEW all this fucking momentum. But there is a little bit of this insidious story that's kind of lurking around the IWC talking about internet wrestling community. Yes. Right. Right. That there may be some backlash going back the other way there there may be some people that aren't happy at AEW that may want to get uh, called up to the WWE and namely we're going to be talking a little bit about Cage Brian not Christian <laughs> cuz you have to specify yeah. Brian Cage I, I I now I who better yeah <laughs> I don't Everybody, apparently. I, I don't think Brian Cage himself has said, hey, I'm unhappy with AEW and I want to go to NXT. But Melissa has, like, tweeted some kind of controversial stuff. And the the internet wrestling communities, you know, denizens have kind of went and ran with it. And have provided a kind of widespread uh, conspiracy theory of well, all these people leaving, you know, a- or leaving WWE, going to AEW and thriving... Who would you like to see leave AEW and go to WWE and thrive? And time after time, the name keeps coming up. Brian Cage, Brian Cage, Brian Cage. So I kind of want to entertain that. First off, have you heard any of this scuttlebutt? No. No? Have you heard maybe of anybody else? Or is this completely a new... It is. I haven't heard it specifically. But I did want to bring up... I did want to broach the topic of... um, How AEW fans still are going to have a lot more lust over people coming over from the outside as opposed to the people that they've been loving from the inside mm-hmm. i okay cm punk cool brian brian danielson awesome i still want to see i still want to see hangman and omega yeah <laughs> that's my priority i've invested yeah. a year into the into the storyline and a year and a half or two years into the person character hangman adam page i want to see him <laughs> yeah same thing with the women awesome ruby riot uh ruby soho you know and, all, and the next crop of girls that come in thunder rosa oh i love her it's awesome i'm i'm still Britt baker yeah <laughs> i'm still sheeta you know you hate me you say all, say all you want i still want nyla yeah you know but it's gonna come to a point where if you keep focusing most of your airtime like wcw did on your Hogan's, your Savages, mm-hmm. you're gonna worry about. You're gonna your lose Paul, Jericho. Your Paul White, your Chris Jericho, your Rey Mysterio, yeah, your Chris Benoit, yeah, you know, and and I can see already because this isn't this isn't the '90s anymore. Wrestling, for, for the most part, a lot of wrestling fans have that short attention span. Where, damn it, I want to see fucking Jungle Boy on WWE, or you know what? Mm-hmm. I, I haven't had my run. Brian Cage, you know, he will be watered the fuck down. In WWE, but he has a pres—he has a look. He has a presentation. At times, he can cut a good promo. He has a look that that people will, will like. Um, he might be one of the first people that I would see 
going over to to the other side if if that if that becomes a thing where oh look aw's got all these guys that they're training and they're not taking advantage of them and we scoop up darby or we scoop up jungle boy or we scoop up cage and that's that that beats the momentum that turns the tide almost so though now when i was reading all this i'm like okay i could see the argument for cage right yeah but i had a different thing in mind and i may have even mentioned this kind of in passing on on a past episode here but what about Angelico and Evans? Because Angelico and Evans were the shit in Lucha Underground. We're like, oh, he's, they're going to AEW. Separately. Hell yeah. They were never a team. Angelico was riding with uh, Son of Havoc and Ivelisse. I think towards the very end they teamed up, didn't they? I, towards the very end That they last up. season, I don't even know if it counts. <laughs> yeah. Well, but still, yeah. it was like... Oh, there are talents that we as wrestling fans yeah. know they should be doing a lot more than getting Hell, their Hell, even before Lucha Underground, fucking uh, Evans was tearing it up in Mexico. Yeah. You know? Um, so, I and I wonder. This is why I think it's a little bit more interesting to talk about them. Because it's not like a plug and play with Brian Cage. Brian Cage, yeah, he'll be a little bit watered down going to WWE. But I think he could find success. Is the Iron... Way too damn cold now for Evans and maybe even in Helico by association to go uh, anywhere. Well, oh, there's WWE oh, or no. anywhere. Oh, no. I could see. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to buzz Hector's nut here. Uh-oh. You, you, give me, um, you give me Takahashi versus Helico at Wrestle Kingdom for the junior title. They, they could fucking steal the goddamn show. You know, there's a there's there's and not in the U.S. side. That's another problem for another day when he shows up. <laughs> but New Japan could seriously use more more lightweights and Evans oh, and Helico okay. separate or together as a juniors tag team. Yeah, dude. They sometimes you just need a fresh a fresh paint of coat. You know, you go somewhere else where no one where no one's really too familiar with you, where you can steal the show and cra- capture their attention. Yeah, and you can you can you can be money pretty quick out there. So there's still places. Brian Cage. Where else? He's already been Impact World Champ. You know, he's already done the Lucha Underground stuff. He had the Thanos gauntlet for a minute. Mm-hmm. He's doing. He did some good stuff in AEW. Showed up in the, at the fucking casino ladder match a couple of years ago. Um, where else would he go but WWE? At least just to try it. Yeah. But you know, right now, the climate of pro wrestling. That WWE's other fault is that they failed to capitalize because of NXT. Nakamura should have debuted on NXT. <laughs> Samoa Joe should have debuted on WWE. And see how... Okay, you this know? is the other question. How does WWE actually handle that? People defecting that are established going to WWE. Do you throw them in NXT? Or is NXT now legit developmental for the young boys? The young, young boys. The tw- just, early, early 20s yeah. and shit like that. Or do you get people that have been out in the indies... That are probably in their early 30s to mid 30s who you have could probably, television exposure yeah, that, on a rival channel. That you could probably throw on TV and then get that fucking pop like the CM Punk pop. You know? Yeah. Get, like AJ at the Rumble. Yeah. Like, like, like Austin Aries that like, week, NXT week. Do you do that? For With, their interest, I sure as fuck hope they do. Because that was one of the highlights of the Monday Night Wars. Who jumped over from WWE to WCW? Yeah. Who who went the other way? You know, like with, so. With is the stuff. days of like bringing in big names and throwing them on NXT over? I would hope so. Okay. Yeah, I definitely would hope so. But that also depends. That's and that's where I kind of feel like that catch twenty two where oh. 
Force that, put big ass spoilers in the in the live that, chat. That's where I feel like the eight, the catch twenty. Wait, did this happen on Friday, Porsche? I'll get there. We'll get there in a second. Okay, that's where I feel like the catch twenty two is coming in, where you bring in guys like Punk, like Brian, maybe like Bray Wyatt, that yeah. will teach these guys to slow down a bit, to where they can do a WWE style because they've worked with WWE talent. But do we want so to that see they can, that? So that they can go over there. Do we want to see a WWE style? Do we? That Well, that's why I asked you. Do you want to see a WWE style on Dynamite, on Rampage, and All Out? Or do you want to no? see an AEW style on Raw, on SmackDown? Yes. <laughs> Once Vince's day. Maybe. No, see, or okay. Well, well, I think I think a lot of what WWE's problem is is um booking and creative. Not necessarily in between the bells, although that is a or problem. The but I think it's a separate problem, right? Yeah. Like because there's so there's so many things wrong. What would you fix first, right? Um and I, I think Okay, I don't know if you heard this, right? But uh, I heard this after Kenny versus Brian. Uh, Brian did like an interview or was one of the media scrums because AEW likes doing the media scrums, which I don't mind. I, I think they're, they're cool. kind of cool. Yeah. Again, another um, aspect of actual sport. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but uh, somebody had, had brought up the topic of, hey, you did cattle mutilation. Oh, that's cool. You haven't done that in a while. Oh, I heard I, this. Yeah, he said that he hadn't done cattle mutilation on WWE because it – obscures his face while he's applying the hold and WWE says well if you can't see your face then you can't use the move which I kind of get it because they're wrestling for TV but at the same time you're wrestling for TV but it still looks like a cool move do you necessarily need to see the face that's a half excuse because WWE's got at least a half dozen cameras on the floor and the hard cam you could easily even do a double shot of Brian you you can see Brian Danielson if he arches himself enough you can see his face yeah you can have the picture in picture of seeing Brian Danielson aggressively trying to put the hold and his opponent trying to struggle to get the fuck out of it or you can go back and forth with between the shots i feel like that's a lazy excuse well whether nonetheless not that it's brian's fault that that they're giving him why he can't nonetheless it's still something that he has been told Mm -hmm. and that's something that kind of stifles uh and it kind of shows the mindset of wwe they they take away things that they think are less than perfect instead of working with it right they're like this this isn't this isn't perfect for what we're trying to do. Perfect for TV. Since it's less than perfect, you completely axe it instead of working around it or trying a way to find a way to make it work. Or something. will find a positive out of the negative. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know, but uh, I, I I forget what my initial point was to all this. I think it was like, what do you actually fix? And I think, yeah, yeah, that's what my initial point was. What do you actually fix? Right. Um, I. I while I think that that is a problem, the wrestling, the moves, the stuff that you could do, the style of, of match is a problem in WWE. I think that might be like 33 to 40% of the problem. The rest of the problem is your inconsistent booking, your lack of continuity, your shit storylines. Um, that's something that you had to fix. And that's something that they did work on in NXT. NXT still for, sometimes had that 
sports entertainment style of wrestling, but they had the great storyline of not necessarily main roster WWE. Now, yeah, some of the matches could get a little flippy dippy esque, but they're never full on indie rific. Yeah. They're never one hundred percent that way, and I think that's what I would like to see in WWE. Right mm-hmm. uh, now, if I could wave a magic wand and fix all of it, then I would have two AEWs. <laughs> <laughs> I would just have one massive AEW. Yeah. Oh, ooh. <laughs> that's one massive AEW. Yeah. yeah there. That, that, that. Would you be watching AEW five days a week? Oh, God damn, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't think so. I think this is why they are canceling Total Bellas. Brian will not appear, and I won't watch. All right. Yeah. So, what was the spoiler? Ernst, uh, uh beat Angelico, lost his hair. Evans, uh, I saw the match. Evans, yeah. sorry, my bad, not Angelico. Yeah, Evans. It happened Friday. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. So Jack Evans is just changing up his look a little bit. Mm, I wonder if he's trying to do that to garner a little bit of attention, maybe do a bit of a, a rebranding, because, I mean, he has been stale the last, what, three years that he's been in AEW. It's like, oh, fuck yeah, they're going to have Angelico and Evans? Yeah. Let's do it. And is they haven't done anything. Yeah. Well, so. they've done stuff, but you're not gonna nothing go, of importance. But you're not gonna go on dark, or you're not gonna go on white, or you're not gonna go on red, or whatever all these other shows they have on YouTube. Yeah. You're not going out there. It's Wednesday or Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So. So they haven't done anything that was of relevance. That like, oh, they're over, right? Yeah. So losing his hair, maybe, maybe that'll lead to some other type of change. You think? Maybe should I care? Should I care yet? Not right now. Not right now? Not okay. Right now. But yay, orange. <laughs> Dynamites this week. Uh, Eight-man tag. Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. Christian Cage. Mm-hmm. Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. Luchasaurus. Mm-hmm. Against Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. The Young Bucks, mm-hmm. and Adam Cole. Baby. Number. Nine. What's keeping you? I, I'd rather not answer that question. I'd rather answer the question of, why the hell are you all the way at a nine? Okay, why are you all the way at a nine? Well, again, if the, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> if this was WWE and it was just a random eight-man tag with people that have been kind of feuding with each other, I'd be at like a five or a six because like, ugh, we've seen this shit in, in WWE forever and the match is going to be like... 15 minutes, everybody's going to get one little spot, and these are all, like, your top guys, but they're going to fall to one finisher, where if it was one-on-one, they'd kick out of, like, three or four and signature moves, and it's just unrealistic, and it's bullshit, and it just sucks, right? But, because of what I've seen so far in AEW with these multi-man matches, that... You know, and actually, I, I forgot to mention this. There was pretty good matches there. Uh, the six-man tag uh, I really liked was... Um, Oh shit! I already forgot who it is now. Remember, I talked about it in the live chat. I was like, it's oh, just Cole and the Bucks, Cole and the Bucks, Christian Cage and Luchasaurus, Jurassic right, Express. Right, right. I thought that was a fucking phenomenal match. I thought it was really great. And then uh, was it you or was it Arnold? Said no, I like the eight man tag. And I was like, wait, eight man tag. And I was like, wait, you're telling me that there was two multi man matches in one fucking show that were both really good. That neither one that neither one made me go like. Oh, bullshit, lazy fucking booking, yeah. multi-man matches, throwing everyone together. 
as much as I want to bitch about... They're building equity with you. They're building equity. And as much as I want to bitch about... Man, there's too many fucking factions in AEW. I've kind of gotten used to it. And I kind of... It lends itself to do these kind of like... Multi-man matches. But also these storylines that involve the other members of the fucking faction. Mm-hmm. Where you don't have to have rematch after rematch after rematch after rematch. For oh, you mean SmackDown. Exactly, for the pay-per-view, because you can have other members in the group fighting off against each other in different combinations, and the matches themselves aren't just like 15 minutes, let's just rush through it. They wind up being something pretty entertaining and pretty good. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm at a 9, whereas normally I'd be at like a fucking 5 or a 6 for something like this. I am also at a 9, but more pessimistic. Okay. The reason I'm not at a ten, well, and again, Chris, why are you not at a ten for this match? Again, in pro wrestling, the story's always every episode is a different chapter of the story. Mm-hmm. So I want to be at the part of the story that we're not at yet. So okay. right now I'm at a nine. Right now it feels like Adam Cole is secondary when he should definitely be a primary. Six months from now, when oh. the super click against the elite, or a super click against the Bullet Club, where Adam Cole's the primary. Everything he touches is going to be an 11. So, but right now, okay. I'm at a 9 okay. because okay. Adam Cole, I still think of Undisputed, and he's the the big fish, you know? And now he's like the little fish where he could easily give – you can easily give me Adam Cole and Omega, and I'll sell blood and sperm to watch that in person. Yes. But right now, we're not there at the story yet. We're still – we're catching up so that everybody else can join the story together. Chris, 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 Chris. <laughs> Chris. Not mixed together. Chris, 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 Chris. You have to savor it. Savor yeah. it. Because why? You got to establish the fact that for the the people that don't really uh, didn't watch AEW before AEW was a thing, i.e. the Bullet Club in New Japan, people that didn't watch that, people that didn't know that Adam Cole was the leader of the Bullet Club, handed it over to Kenny. They didn't know any of that shit, but they're still besties. They don't. They didn't watch Being the Elite where they killed off Adam Cole. They didn't watch the Being the Elite where they had a seance to bring Resurrect. back Adam Cole. They, they, the people that don't know that while these both are main event level stars and both can be the leader of the faction, you need to establish that shit. We got reestablished. We got Farouk and we got The Rock before. Or we got The Rock as The Rock and not Rocky Maivia. So you could easily just go into Farouk versus The Rock. But no, the reason why Farouk versus The Rock worked was because you had months, if the not tension. a year, tension. of the tension building up. Yeah. Where Rocky Maivia was coming into his own, being and, The Rock. And you could see him looking at Farouk like, yeah. this bitch. And he was leading the group better than the leader was leading the group. Yeah. Oh, you gotta, you gotta savor that. You gotta establish... He's the leader. He's just as good a wrestler as the leader. You know what? Maybe he should be the leader. Maybe, maybe, maybe the the, the, the rest of the super click, maybe they're gonna have their uh, they're gonna decide. Adam Cole's so, the leader. He doesn't look like all the other beans. Yeah, you gotta you gotta <laughs> let that you gotta let that. I'm, I'm you're waiting for it. Oh, I'm eating it up. And it's AEW. They will they will stretch it out. Every time Adam Cole is cordial to Kenny Omega, genuinely. I'm like, you're waiting for it. Oh man, this is good, and I'm waiting for it. When I when when I wait for it and it doesn't happen, I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I am digging it, and what we're seeing now with the Dark Order 
is what we're going to see with the Elite slash Super Click 9, 12 months from now. Yeah. Except the end of the story is going to be different. The Dark Order, they had this fucking rift that's building and building. And has, nah, 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 nah. and you know what? Anna Jay and Ty Conti brought them back together. No. It was Mama Brody that brought them back together. No. It was negative one that brought him back together. 30 seconds. I shed a tear in that moment. Yeah. In in, in his dad's hometown. Yes. He threw the fucking papers at fucking. Yes. uh, Oh, my God. That worked so well. But we're going to have the opposite of that. 12 months from now, nine months from now, between the elite and the super clique. Oh, man. The club and the super clique. Whatever the fuck because they wind it, up calling. Because yeah. you can metamorphosize this into any way you want. This the could be, elite will always yeah. be Omega and the Bucks. So, so when you can have the Leonard it's super click against whatever Omega wants to do. So they could be the super click. They could be the new Bullet Club. They could be the elite red and black for all I care. <laughs> whatever they wind up metamorphosizing into. Yeah. The oh, story yeah. is going to be good. And we're going to get to see Kenny versus Adam Cole. At the top of their games for the top of superiority for the top faction in the top of wrestling promotion. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be good. <laughs> Who you got winning? Poor said that's the same face you have when you get cookies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Fucking Scott, turn me on to this new thing. Yeah. What is it? Why? Mini. Oatmeal chocolate chip cookies from Potbelly. Oh. He had a bag okay. at the last time I went okay. to his house, and he offered me a couple. I was like, oh, my God. And so there's a Potbelly by where I work at, out there in uh, Beirut Mall, and I yeah. went on a Wednesday or a Thursday during my lunch break. Yeah. But I took a late lunch. I walk in, and I smell something familiar. And then I walk up to the counter, and this nice woman. She had just pulled out a pan of 24 mini cookies Ooh. from the oven. Oh, my. And so I got a bag fresh. Oh. I almost couldn't go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get out of the car yeah. with the erection I had. Oh, These goddamn my. cookies. Hi. So it, it's, it's going to be a weekly thing now where I'm going to have to go to Potbelly sometime during right. the week. Oh, my God. Those cookies. I'll see your Potbelly oh. and I'll raise you Crumble. Oh, shit. Crumble. Oh, there's one right here in Pasadena. Oh, there the is? Beltway. There yeah, is? Yeah, in Fairmont. Oh, my God. Really? Dude, we went the opening weekend. And, they ha- and it's like they, they fucking measure Every cookie, every ounce of dough to make sure that it's like the one pound or whatever yeah, yeah. it is. Oh, see, I discovered my that teeth rattled after oh, biting into that uh, cookies and cream. Oh, I I discovered that in Austin the past weekend when when uh, I was there for the wedding because when we had our um our dinner where we were getting together, it wasn't the reception dinner; it was just a dinner the day before everything went down. Next to where we were. Was a crumble. I'm like, oh, what's crumble? And and the groom was like, hey, well, you got to try this place. Okay. They rotate so, every week. Yes, they rotate <laughs> the different cookies. And I was like, man, I'm really jealous that I, there's not one in Houston. Thursday, or was it Friday? I don't know. The end of this past week, we found fucking crumble. Not the one in Pasadena like you're talking about. I didn't know there was one in Pasadena. This one's more in Bel Air. Yeah. It's closer to me. So I went over there and we're like, oh, wait a second. 
the menu's a little bit different. That's when I figured out that they rotate the different types of... I was like, oh my gee, yeah, holy shit. And those cookies were legit. Legit. Yeah. Every single one. So in Austin, I had a churro one that had like this cinnamon fucking <laughs> frosting on top. Oh, so Damn, good. Look what you made us do for it. The, the one here, we had one that was a pecan praline. Oh, Dude, did you see what happened? Dude, you, you distracted me so much I couldn't put the damn cold fish in my mouth. You missed. <laughs> I missed. It's like I don't want this fucking goldfish. Give me a cookie. Let it go. Yeah. Oh All right. god. Oh man, I'm sorry. I. So yes. Who's winning the eight-man tag? Uh, the faces. I have the heels. Okay, cool. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Sammy Guevara is defending the TNT title. Can I say match of the week candidate? Yes. Miro versus Sammy Guevara. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was really, really good. Um, I think what made it better than what it was was the fact that there was the big title change at the end. Um, I don't think that it was the, the in-ring, the between the bells was as good as uh, Brian Danielson versus uh, Kenny Omega. Uh, definitely not as good as the, the uh, tag cage match that we were talking about earlier. But... Um, it was good enough to be match of the week candidate worthy. It would have been a pick if it wasn't for what yeah. put it over the edge for me was the big fucking title change, mm-hmm. which I I actually didn't see coming. I thought he was just going to steamroll through Sammy and just continue the storyline with Sammy and friends mm-hmm. versus Miro. But when I when you think about it, hindsight being twenty twenty, it's like, well, what would have been the continuation with Sammy and friends versus Miro? Because Sammy ran out of friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he beat all of them. Yeah. So yeah, Sammy winning. I, I saw. Cool. I saw. I didn't get a chance to watch the whole episode. I saw the first half, but I yeah. saw clips online. I think what made this match bigger, mm-hmm. and this isn't a negative, just an observation. Everyone in that in that crowd, and the commentary team were putting over that was Brody's title, in Brody's hometown. So to see a up and comer yeah. win it. Instead of the heel that they've been booking him as a fucking monster heel, finally yeah. you're, they're booing Miro instead of cheering him. I think that was the the icing on the cake of why how a, an audience can make a good match great, yeah, and a great match memorable. spectacular, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sammy Guevara is defending it in an open challenge request from Bobby Fish. Yeah, so Bobby Fish and Adam Cole, baby, are going to be on the same. <laughs> fucking card out the same night in AEW. Uh, hold on. Before before we jump to that, there is one thing that I do want to mention about Miro versus Sammy Guevara. Uh, now, I think Miro has been away from AE, or away from WWE long enough to kind of somewhat get the stink off of him, mm-hmm. the, the WWE feel, but I'm, I'm sure there's still some people that the smell is still lingering. Um, so there's still some people that would be like, oh, yeah, they're just taking all the ex-WWE guys and putting them over. Well, if you wanted to put your money where your mouth is, if you were AEW, this was the exact right call to make to yeah. show, no, we're not going to favor the guys that we get from somewhere somewhere else. Boom. We're putting it on who, who one of the guys that MJF said earlier in the night was one of the young pillars of AEW. Being Sammy Guevara, put that fucking title on him. 
Boom. Mm-hmm. That's 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 your counter argument. That's that's AEW's counter argument to the IWC that are criticizing them, saying, "Oh, we're just bringing in the guys from WWE and you're just putting them over." Nope. Look at Sammy. Sammy beat fucking Rusev. <laughs> <laughs> Machka. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and it won a title in a main event, and yeah. Sorry. Guevara versus Fish. Mm-hmm. Give me a number. Nine and a half. Ooh. What's keeping me? What's keeping you from the ten? What's keeping me is um, <laughs> the unknown about Fish. Because um, while I've been watching NXT, I know about the Undisputed Era. I know the Undisputed Era broke up. Fish was gone for a lot of that. <laughs> and Fish was never the focal point. Fish was kind of... And, and I going back to ROH days, Red mm-hmm. Dragon days, even after Red Dragon when he was, you know, fighting for the ROH title. I know who the fuck a, a Bobby Fish is from there. Mm-hmm. I don't know what a Bobby Fish in AEW and in 2021 looks like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, um what I, I'm not sure what I'm getting and I'm not sure if this is going to be Bobby Fish going up there with Kenny, going up there with fucking uh Danielson going up there with the the main event, or if this is going to be Bobby going down here to, well, fucking and Helico, yeah, you know, or is it going to be somewhere in the middle like Miro? I don't know, and I don't I don't know what we're getting from him. That's the only reason why I'm a little bit apprehensive, half a point of apprehension. <laughs> I'm at a generous eight, and and part of that is to follow on what you mentioned. I don't think Bobby Fish has ever had enough time as a singles wrestler for me to make up my mind about Bobby Fish as a singles wrestler. Mm. You know, I see them in Red Dragon, and all credit to all credit to fucking um, to Bobby Fish. Kylo's personality, Kylo's presence, Kylo's look, Kylo's moveset has always been the standout. Not really Bobby Fish. So I'm curious to see what Bobby Fish can bring to the table that either I haven't seen or I ha- or I didn't remember. Or if to he's going to reinvent himself. Yes. Or if he's yeah. or if he's going to just get beaten six minutes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Who do you got winning? Oh, Sammy. Sammy. Without a doubt, Sammy. Yeah. Which again lends more argument to. Look, we're not just signing the guys from outside and are just yeah. lusting over the outside people. We're going to build our stars. Mm-hmm. And Sammy gets a big win over Bobby Fish. That's that's that makes your argument stronger. Casino ladder match for a world title shot. All right. Who's in that? Pack. Okay. Andrade. Uh-huh. Moxley. Mm-hmm. Archer. Orange Cassidy. Matt Hardy. And question mark. Oh, fuck. Winner gets a shot at the world title. Who can it be now? Anticipation level. Number. I'm already intrigued. I'm going to go with an eight. And a lot of that eight is um, just looking at on paper. These guys, they all seem like they could go... Uh, but I have difficulty reconciling 
the multiple matches that always happen to pop up that circumvent AEW's record system, right? Mm -hmm. So, oh, somebody that we just signed is going to be a mystery entrant, and that mystery entrant, we're going to give him a world title shot. I'm almost sure that whoever is question mark is winning and getting a title shot. Now, the question is, who is the question mark? And that I'm trying to search in my brain, and I don't know who. I'll make it it easy on you. It's not the question mark. Okay. <laughs> then <laughs> 10. All right, you're at a 10. Hangman's winning this. Hangman's the question mark. It has to be. He's oh. out of the he fell out of the rankings. He's no longer number 1. What better way to put him back in the title picture by having him win this guaranteed title shot? It ha- I it, I'm not saying it has to be Hangman. But let's let's just look at the list. Kenny and Pac. We've seen that. I, I, I want to see it again. Kenny and Ilo. That'd be pretty cool. But I don't know if it's Andrade's time. Triple Mania. I've seen it. <laughs> They've already wrestled for the AAA title. That's true. Kenny and Moxley. Eh. Kenny and Archer. That would be interesting. I think Archer should get his shot against Kenny at some point. But Archer face? I mean, he's still coming out and just beating up randos. That doesn't seem very face-like. And he's with fucking Jake the Snake as his mouthpiece. Kenny's got plenty of randos (laughs) to feed Archer. (laughs) You know what? That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking knock knock and uh, uh, Cutler. And, And as a rebuttal to your comment earlier... The rankings, they normally tend to save those number one cont- the rank the number one contenders in the rankings for the actual pay per views. These little mom and pop random matches that they have on Dynamite, those those world title shots are actually on Dynamite. Okay, so I that's fair. I don't mind seeing Archer and fucking Kenny for the title of Dy- on a t- main event of Dynamite just that's to fair. see just to see you know. Um, but would I like it to be fucking Hangman? <laughs> yeah, um, Kenny versus Cassidy. They teased that uh, at a, in a dynamite before before a pay per view. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, I just don't know if Cassidy's there. You know. Yeah. Kenny versus Matt Hardy. No, no. Hangman's off the table. Who who would you want your question mark to be? Well, I was first trying to rack my brain. Well, who is it that they haven't signed that would be? Oh my god! And I mean, Wyndham. Yeah. That's who immediately it goes to. It goes to, to yeah, Wyndham. <laughs> see, that's the problem with... I'm glad that they passed on signing Braun Strowman, right? Mm-hmm. I'm glad that they did. Because it it would be like, okay, yeah, you're you're signing too many of the... You're WWE's signing everybody. Re- yeah, yeah, WWE's rejects. And it just makes it seem like you, you're just hungry for WWE's rejects and makes it look like you're just a money mark, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that they didn't get Braun... But what do you do with Bray Wyatt, Wyndham, whatever, like Rotunda? What do you do with this guy? Like, do you go ahead and take a chance and sign him? And if you do sign him, are you going to follow the same formula as you did with Punk, as you did with Brian? You know, it's like, show up, boom, world title shot. You know? Ah, man, I don't know. I'm kind of like at at the point where I'm like, all right, y'all need to pace yourselves. Don't sign him yet. If you're gonna sign him, let let it let it fester a little bit, because you you've had oh you've had Cole Punk, 
American Dragon all back to back to back. Uh, Ruby, fucking Ruby, also in there. So many people at now fish. Shit, like the fish more you signed. Well, but but the more you think but about the optics, it, yeah, yeah, the more you think about it, the more like holy shit, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, uh, do you really do that? Like, I mean, do I want to see him gainfully employed? Yeah. <laughs> Man, you got you got to slow down at the buffet line sometimes, you know. What? Well, but then I was trying to think who the fuck else could it be that's unsigned that left. I mean, Buddy Murphy. Yeah, exactly. You not you already have a Kenny Omega. You don't get the Valley Brand Kenny Omega, which is what WWE turned Murphy into. Yeah. Not that I'm complaining, because Murphy and Alexander for that Daniel was title. A, Daniel wasn't a title shot. You're right, Porsche. Yeah. Uh, Wyndham doesn't get free until well, October twenty ninth. Yeah. October twenty ninth. Oh is when man, I just I just had to the again. AW needs to needs to sign me for something. I just the the storyline just completely popped into my head with uh, with with uh, Rotunda. He can be the um, he could be the rotted end of the family tree. He has his father who gave himself up to the sin of greed. And it it ruined his career, ruined his oh, yeah. life. And then my brother, my sibling, um, went for the sin of popularity because he just wanted everyone to believe. Mm-hmm. And look, and it, it ended his career, it ended his mm-hmm. life. And I'm at the other end of the tree that's rotting, that's festering, that's waiting to die. And you just see him like start to change into the, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've, I've been writing a lot of dark shit lately and I just popped up out of nowhere. Um... If it isn't Rotunda, who do I think would be the the random person? Uh... Is there a chance that it could be um... Punk or Brian? No, no, that it's um. Oh shit! Now, now you got me losing his name. Christopher Daniels making a return. Uh-uh. No. No. Okay. Because Christopher Daniels being gone, and but he was supposed to be retired. But he really, returned to Impact. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, there's people that I would like to see in this position, but it won't make sense. Okay. You know, I, 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 I need more Ricky Starks in my life every week. Oh, but Ricky's still out with injury, right? Ricky's the champ, fool. But he's injured. Oh, he's an FTW champ. Yeah, no, he returned. From he the already next, returned? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. He's, he's back. But heel versus heel wouldn't make sense. Okay. Um, somebody from Dark Order? No. I mean, um, could it be Jungle Boy? He's already on this card. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But I want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Serena Deeb against Hikaru Shida. Seven. Seven. Um, I probably would be at like a five if it wasn't for the nice little video package that, that they put together for him. It made me care a little bit more about it. She is chasing it, win number 50 in eight. Yeah, it, it did make it seem like a little... Um, like if this was WWE, I'd be like, who the fuck cares? But since it's AEW and it's the wins matter, I'm like, oh, good. You're actually focusing on somebody who's getting 50 wins. Okay, good job. Women. Yeah, but... I, I don't know if I buy that Serena Deeb is going to be the one that, like, prevents her from getting the 50th win. Yeah. It's like, come on. <laughs> yeah. 
That's Dynamite in a nutshell. I didn't even right. bother to look up NXT. Um, we're going to end the show on a downer. Oh, no. You have homework. Me? Yes. Why? Because the next time we record, the first thing I'm going to ask you is what you thought of the finish to Roman Reigns versus the demon Finn Balor. So I didn't see it, but I heard about it. And for the way people described it to me, they either described it to me incomplete or it's completely fucking stupid. So, like, Which would you think it is? I think it's just completely fucking stupid. Okay, so um, why don't you tell the audience what your idea, what, what my story, version of the way I what, understand it. Yes. The way I understand it is that uh, the fiend tried to get a jump on the Roman, fiend. the fiend, the <laughs> demon tried to get the jump on Roman uh, by trying to start the match off too quick. Got up on the top rope right when the bell rang. When he was up on the top rope, somehow Heyman fucked up the top rope and he fell. And when he fell, Roman covered him. One, two, three. That was it. The match wasn't even I that don't long. Know who tells you stories? But that's way off. That's way off. Yes. Okay. So what okay. happened was this match is going on. So it's it was a, good, it's a, a full it's length a good, match. It's a good match. It's a great match. It would have been on my match we can't sleep. Oh, okay. See, I thought all this happened so, at like right at the beginning uh, of the match. Oh, okay. The match is going on, and there's interference with the Usos. Okay. Um, and at one point, Rome, uh, um, Finn's laid out, and then his music hits. Okay. And he starts convulsing to the beat. So it was so just Finn. It wasn't yeah, the demon. It was no, no. It was a demon. But yeah, I mean, be- before no, it, all this is a demon. The whole time it's been yeah, the demon. The whole time okay, it's been the okay, demon, and okay. he's been beat down. And then his music is playing, and yeah. he's convulsing. He's coming back to life. And then in the part of the theme song where it goes, <gasps> yeah, Finn stands up and he hulks up. He's ready to go. He's fighting everybody off. There's an awesome spot where he drop where there's a table laid out, but like lengthwise, mm-hmm. and he like missile drop kicks Roman, and Roman leaps in the air and flies through the table. Uh-huh. It's a cool spot. Uh-huh. And Fiend's like uh, he, demon. Demon Finn's about to like win this match. He rolls Roman back in. He goes to the top rope for the coup de gras. The top rope uh, buckle breaks. And he just falls down. Oh, by the way, as, during this Hulk up, the 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 the, the room is red. That, okay. That yeah, the red light. So the whole okay. thing is red. Is okay. red. Okay. And as soon as it broke, and he fell down and grabbed his knee, it was almost like the record was playing, and then it was like that record screech when he stopped the record. The lights turned back on to normal. By the time Finn stands up, Roman gives him a spear. One, two, three. It's done. Hmm. They cut the promo on Friday that um, that about um, God saved him from the demon and because uh, he's got because he's always pointing it because he's the one. Oh, because he's, he's God's favorite champion now or something like that. <laughs> so they try to they try to do something to cover it up. But in the moment when you're watching, it's like another difference between WWE and another promotion because you have the possibility to make something different to surprise fans to actually get them talking about in a positive light holy crap the demon beat roman he loses regular finn loses the belt in two weeks or they make a triple threat in saudi and he dies who cares you at least got people talking he's like oh my god wwe you see the demons now the champ again instead they do this weird ass fucking booking to like something completely stupid that almost to me almost completely kills my perception of the demon from here on out Mm-hmm. It's it was god awful, um, 
And I've been watching enough of that pay-per-view. I didn't notice um, wrestlers doing crazy spots on that buckle. I didn't hear the announced team claiming that, that there's been a lot of stuff that happened on that side of the ring. Nothing, nothing to justify how that finish of that match So happened. Heyman didn't fuck with it? No, I didn't see it. They didn't show oh. it. Yeah. Okay. So it was just him up there waiting to do the waiting to do it when they when the thing fucking broke. It was so dumb, and everyone was talking. And shit it was about a work, it. right? It wasn't like the top rope accidentally no, broke. It, it was a work. Like it was they a work. Made, they they okay. gimmicked it to where it broke. Okay. Okay. Oh man, Facebook, Facebook, Twitter, everybody completely shat on it. And Arnold shared that meme, that that meme on our on our chat of it was the it was uh, uh, Finn Balor's big dick weight. <laughs> yes, buckle break. Oh man, I you, mean that's that's a lot of meat though. You would have to, but for context, watch the entire match. It's a good match. Okay, but that whole almost that entire pay per view was riddled with shitty finishes to save wrestlers momentum or, or status or whatever because there was a lot of shitty booking uh finishes in that match like with the with the whole sasha coming in and causing the dq and then the finn turn turnbuckle break it was it was dumb it was okay. a lot of dumb shit but um all right i'm glad i didn't watch it <laughs> you want to tell them was, where you're going to be in the next having, few weeks i was having the time of my life in austin fucking wedding that shooting weekend. guns and eating cookies yeah shooting guns eating cookies and Watching one of my best friends get married. Um, okay. The 9th, so this upcoming uh, Saturday, uh, down in Santa Fe, Texas, we are going to have UPW. Uh, we are going to have a cage match. Ooh. It's a rematch for the Tag Team Championship. It's uh, the Mayhem Mafia versus Los Mas Cabrones. Uh, Los Mas Cabrones just lost the titles to the Mayhem Mafia, so they're getting a rematch automatically in the steel cage. So make sure you come out to that. Your boy is going to be ring announcing. Um, and then the following weekend, UPW for the first time is going to have a show in Pasadena, Pasadena, Texas, uh, at the Knights of the Columbus uh, building right off of Preston. So make oh. sure you come out there. Um, and also that same weekend, your boy's going to be ring announcing that one too. So I'm ring announcing UPW both weekends. But also on the 16th, there's a conflict uh, there. If you're going to be out more towards Katie, uh, DZW is going to have their show still out in Brookshire, Texas at the Hangar Unity Center. If uh, comedy wrestling is more your speed, our friend Dono, uh, his oh, uh, Wrestle promotion, Fest. Wrestle Festival is uh going down uh you know Russell Festival 6 I believe the yeah. God King is this one uh so yes Captain Custody uh is finally taking on Link Lancer uh in the main event for the the Galactic World Title um these two have been at each other ever since the beginning of Russell Festival and the match just hasn't happened until now um, Did they steal so, Vince McMahon's random wrestler name generator? No. Oh my god! But uh, in custody. I I wish that I could ring announce all four of these great events, but uh, I can only be at one place at one time. So unfortunately, both of those are going to be for me for UPW. So I will not be at DZW. I will not be at Wrestle Festival. But uh, some of y'all should be. Go go to one of them. Support fucking independent wrestling. If you're going to be out towards Pasadena, come to the one in Pasadena. If you're going to be over there towards like Magnolia area, I don't mean like. Magnolia, Texas, I mean the Magnolia part of Houston, like yeah. fucking 
75th in Harrisburg, yeah. go to Russell oh, Festival. Yeah. If you're going to be out in Katy or Brookshire, go out to DZW. The 16th, man, it's going to be great for uh, uh, local independent wrestling here in Houston. So check that out. But, you know, there's only one going down on the 9th. So I expect to see all y'all asses down in Santa Fe, Texas at the Volunteer Fire Department to see that cage match. And see your boy do some ring announcing. They don't need no water. Let it burn. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else? When do you want to come back? I don't know. When's the next show? Are we waiting for full gear? Full gears in November? Hold on. Let me rewind a little bit because there's something really big that's actually happening with DZW that I need to talk about. Uh, David Super Duperon. You know, he uh, had a majority uh, ownership of DZW. And he's been the one that's been in charge and booking and all that for the last couple of years. Well, um, some some shit done went down uh, where Dave is stepping back from that role and he was looking for people to buy out his half of the company. And uh, it was just announced earlier yesterday, I believe, or was it earlier today? Something like that, that we, that we did find a buyer and... Uh, Dubron is going to step down as management and is going to go back to in-ring com- uh, competing. Shoot or work? Both. Wow. <laughs> and, okay. And, okay. And um, the person that has taken over his spot is none other than Hambone. So oh, God. Hambone. Fudge be coming. Yes. The, bo- oh. the boss of the sticks is now the boss of TZW. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's... Uh, that's that's some interesting turmoil stuff that's going on. Uh, we're gonna have some people that haven't been at DZW in a while come out that haven't been booked in a while. For example, uh, Prince Canoe is gonna be there, uh, and Sebastian Envy. We haven't seen either one of those in a hot minute, and they're coming back. Uh, so there's gonna be some changes to DZW here pretty soon. DZW 2.0. <laughs> it's developmental now. That's why I'm not ringing out because you know, I'm not developmental. No, I, I plan to be back the following month whenever there's not scheduling conflicts between DCW and UPW and whatever. If I can get your lily ass to watch some Dark Side episodes, we can come back and do a turnbuckle theater on Dark Side because there's been, oh my God, the, the uproar. I heard the Kangen episode. The, we never even, did we ever talk about the uproar about the playwright from hell? How Ric Flair was like I don't sexually, think we did. sexually harassed this one of the flight attendants. I know I watched that episode. I don't think we talked about it here, or did we? I'm not sure. Okay. And then the Canyon episode was pretty bad. Was pretty sad too. Yeah. And then um, the one that just oh man, I, I like learning new things as much as I like to talk. I don't I don't know everything about pro wrestling, and I didn't really know much about um, FMW. Or, oh me either. I don't or, know anything about that. Dude, they. Oh, I, I was watching this some of this during work, and uh, my coworkers hard at work. Yeah, conversion. We don't give a fuck. Um, they show the footage of Hayabusa paralyzing himself in the ring. Oh no! Yeah, that I had that reaction. Oh, that yeah, it, it's not pretty. Um, but the but that FMW episode is a really good watch. Um, I think uh, Johnny Canine or something is coming up this week. Uh, I never heard of this guy. I, I haven't heard of this guy either. So I'll be learning some stuff again. School time. Yeah. Um, so if you want to watch a couple episodes, and we can we can go over them, or we could wait till fucking we want to talk about Crown Jewel, maybe or Full Gear, or we'll figure something out. We'll figure it but, out. It depends how our schedules work out, you know. That too. Yeah. yeah. 
because I'm always gone. <laughs> coast to coast. I did L.A. three weeks, three weeks ago, and I'll be in New York in three weeks. <laughs> and I did Chicago last weekend, which, God damn it, there. <laughs> this is a good story. All all month, I bought this $38 flight to go to Chicago round trip Saturday to Sunday just because I wanted to get out of the fucking house. And the first, on the itinerary, the first stop was Pro Wrestling Tees so I can get my fresh CM Punk shirt, fresh from the presses, in hand, not worrying about UPS or USPS's shitty slow delivery service or getting lost in the mail. And the day before, everything was fine. The day that I went, last Saturday, their website posted that the store was closed till further notice for restocking. God damn it! <laughs> Just my luck. Business must be good. <laughs> Business must, must be, be good. Really good. Yeah. Oh, man. It wasn't a complete loss. Chicago was awesome for the time I was there. Got uh, some pizza? Yes. Deep dish, Chicago I style? Gino, I went to Gino's again. Nice. Um, I stopped at Reckless Records and picked up a couple of things. One uh, one record, uh, Spirit Box, Eternal Blue. I couldn't find a copy on vinyl anywhere here. And I, wound, I randomly found one uh, up there, so I picked that up. Went drinking for a little bit, then checked into the hostel. Oh. But it was fun. Um, and I'm ready to get back out again. Tickets for full gear already went on sale. They moved it from St. Louis to Minneapolis at the oh, Target right. Center. But um, why? What happened in St. Louis? I don't know. Okay, they just, maybe a COVID thing. Uh, either that, or now that they got Punk and Brian, they can get a bigger arena. Oh, so Target Center. Sorry, St. Yeah. Louis. We're going to Minneapolis. They got dynamite though, so they'll yeah. they'll figure it out. Uh, that's it. That's it. All right then. Adios, my friends. Keep it classy. Mm. Thank you for joining us on a Sunday afternoon. This was delightful. I hope we made you feel better after that Texans rapage from the goddamn Buffalo. Zero to 40. 40 zero. God damn. You know, I haven't been watching any football this, this year because after the stuff with Hopkins, the stuff with uh, J.J. Watt, the uh, stuff with Deshaun, I'm like, dude, I, we ain't got I, a team. I don't care. We ain't got I, a team. Well, yeah, I don't know, man. It's like... I'm, we're we're I'm we're in developmental. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> so I haven't cared. I haven't watched. I haven't listened to Sports Radio six ten. I ain't give a fuck. So this last like five minutes that you were watching when I came here was the first Texans football I've seen all season. <laughs> and I was like zero to forty. I picked the right fucking season to stop watching Texans football. So it made me happy seeing him losing so bad. <laughs> How many times do you think Arnold cut himself after this 40 to 0 loss? Well, I don't know. We haven't heard from him all day. <laughs> yeah. Even though we've texted we, we, him multiple we, times. We, I somewhat purposely even delayed our airing today so that we could try to squeeze in Arnold. I had beer for him so that we could drown his sorrows in wrestling and beer. And I don't even, I don't even, I think we. He's not even in the chat. He's not even in the chat. So I might need to call, uh, send an email to Unsolved Mysteries, find his full. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And to, personally, I, I'm going to be that guy because we have a wrestling podcast we are we the city of houston are owed a championship trophy from the xfl so ever <laughs> since the xfl's canceling of the season i literally fell out of football 
You know, because and and that's and, and you know what? I think you're right. That was the last time I really cared I never, about football. Be, and, and the Roughnecks, <laughs> because the tickets were affordable. It was close to home. It was fun. It was us as a group that we knew each other, and I was making new friends there. And it was a, it was an experience. I went with Aaron to Dallas to watch yeah. the Texans versus or the Texans, Roughnecks. the Roughnecks versus the Renegades. Yeah, it's yeah. it's an experience. It's yeah, it was it's cool. happening. Yeah, Texans. It, it's. Huge ass field tickets are all sold out. You got to scalp them to get tickets, and you got to pay to get fucking tailgate now. And it's not, it's not, it's too corporate. And XFL yeah. felt more almost like college football, almost that yeah. environment. And ever since the whole COVID thing happened, I was like, ah, okay, there goes, there goes football. I guess you know. Yeah. And that's the other part with COVID is like you can't really get your hopes up for a lot of things because you know cancellation or postponement here and there is like, well, yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right, we're getting All out right. of here. Adios, my friends. Keep it classy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I already do that? Yeah, you remember. did do that already. Okay, well then. You want to do one more time? No, just to fucking make sure press you the button. <laughs> just press the button. a couple of seconds to cobble together a, a rundown but we have a show alright so I got it shared on the book face on the book face post alright it's posting ah I don't like it when we have just the two of us and we sit across like this because on the camera you see nothing but lonja, you know. <laughs> I'm facing this way at least, you know. You get just from the front. You the can't black tell. doesn't help. Yeah, yeah. You can't tell. It's a little. It's a little different. Little. A little bit. Known you for a long time, brother. There's nothing little. You know what? Shut the fuck up. Huh? How about that? How about that? Well, you could have taken it as a compliment if you were uh, talking about the... Uh... <laughs> but you got to get all defensive. <laughs> you know, I've known you for long enough. <laughs> I know when you're not serving up a compliment. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> That's the show. Thank you, everybody. Yep. Da, 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 da. All right. We're all loaded up. That's what she said. Hi. Uh, although it's not loading the chat there it is it loaded the chat now okay whoo we got it why are we here on a fucking sunday uh, afternoon because you got shit to do people mm -hmm. got shit to do yeah and it's been a while well then 